In the last 15 episodes, I've been trying to understand how and why I find myself in Canada. Understanding my settler past requires researching the migration stories of my ancestors. These stories include the Acadian expulsion, Scottish lowland clearances, British loyalists, and several Fidua, or Daughters of the King. They're all examples taken directly from my family tree. They're all stories directly influenced by colonialism. These stories have made me aware of how colonial power functioned in the lives of my ancestors and continue to function in my own life. This leaves me pining for an understanding of my ancestors before colonialism. Was there ever a time when my ancestors thrived in a symbiotic relationship with the land they called home for thousands of years? And could I ever even know that story, even if it did exist? Well, the answer is, surprisingly, yes. And in this episode, I want to tell you the story of my oldest known relative, Cheddarman, who lived approximately 10,000 years ago in Britain. Of course, I'll never be able to place Cheddarman on a specific branch in my family tree, but my mapped genome tells me that I am a distant relative of this Stone Age man. My genetic connection to Cheddarman raises my curiosity. Who was Cheddarman? What's his migration story? And what was his life like? Welcome to the Maple Family Treehouse. I'm Kale, your host, and in this episode, I want to tell you the story of Cheddar Man, but first, a little context. All of human history. But don't worry, it'll only take a minute or so. The universe appeared roughly 13.7 billion years ago, a product of the Big Bang. Stars eventually appear, which created the Goldilocks conditions that made Earth possible. 200,000 years ago, humans are present on Earth. 60,000 to 100,000 years ago, the first group of humans migrate out of Africa and settle in Asia. As the weather and the landscape changed, groups of humans migrated west. About 15,000 years ago, the landscape in the northern hemisphere warmed as the last ice age ended and opportunities for hunting and gathering expanded. As ice receded and temperatures rose, these major environmental changes brought temperatures and sea levels to near modern levels over the course of 5,000 years. As the sea levels rose, the coastlines changed, Britain was once connected to the rest of Europe by a land area we now call Doggerland. This land was directly affected by the rising sea levels. Doggerland eventually became submerged underwater, forcing a great migration into Britain, which in turn became an island it isolated the few thousand people who had migrated there and roamed its forests and heaths in search of food. By accident, these hunter and gatherers became the founding mothers and fathers of Britain. Cheddarman was a descendant of this isolated group that made Britain their home. How do we know this? In 1903, at Somerset, England's Cheddar Gorge, the complete skeleton of a man in his 20s was found. Cheddarman. He is roughly 10,000 years old, making him the oldest full skeleton found in Britain to date. Finding a full skeleton as well-preserved as Cheddar Man was, 
important because it meant that they were able to get the appropriate samples to map his entire genome. I just finished having my own genome analysis done, and once it was completed, my genome was then compared to Cheddarman's via an online service I joined. It turns out that I have a lot in common with Cheddarman, genetically speaking. In fact, I'm more closely related to Cheddarman than 97% of the population in the comparison sample. This amazing news made me wonder who Cheddarman was, what his life's like, and here's what we know so far. Cheddarman lived in Britain just after the last ice age. He was a Mesolithic or Middle Stone Age hunter-gatherer. His lifestyle involved a limited range of seasonal movement dictated by the resources in his local environment. That local environment is a collection of islands off the west coast of Britain. Although semi-nomadic, the well-fed, well-outfitted man lived a carefully planned existence that required an array of knowledge and skills for foraging and gathering. His diet included fish, birds, deer, wild cattle, hazelnuts, wild grasses, a variety of vegetables and medicines. He knew these resources intimately, and that knowledge was the basis for his lifestyle and culture. Cheddarman would have lived in a small isolated community of about 5,000 people. In addition to survival, the life of Cheddarman involved a culture with rituals and ceremony. A skull of a red deer stag was found near Cheddarman. The skull was carefully worked to serve as a headdress, complete with antlers. No doubt this culture reflected daily, seasonal, and developmental cycles of nature. He stood 166 centimeters tall, with dark hair, dark skin, healthy teeth, and blue eyes. And this is my Mesolithic grandfather. What does this mean? Well, for one thing, it's the first time I can give a land acknowledgement and refer to the people that I'm genetically related to. The lifestyle of Cheddarman was rooted in traditions that had existed for thousands of years. The western coastline of the UK is the land of the blue-eyed Mesolithic Western hunter-gatherers, the last holdouts in the face of the Neolithic period that brought farming and the use of domestic livestock. For hunter-gatherers, survival meant living in sync with nature, on nature's terms. Making shelter, clothing, and tools were paramount, but they also had a rich and complex culture in how they survived. I mentioned that deer skull headdress found near Cheddarman. This artifact provides an important clue to his culture. Similar headdresses were found at a Mesolithic settlement that existed at approximately the same time called Star Car near North Yorkshire. From this settlement, we know burial rituals and graveyards were common. Cheddarman, however, was found alone, meaning he was purposely buried alone or died alone and was never recovered by the people who knew him. Another possibility is that there were other remains and artifacts, but they were removed. A report from the Natural History Museum cites several Victorian accounts of a large quantity of bones, teeth of extinct animals, flint knives, and bone instruments that were unfortunately wheelbarrowed out of the site and discarded. Some must have been from earlier occupations of the cave, but it is possible some would have held additional clues about the life of Cheddarman and other humans who once lived in the region. Those remains could have served as vital clues as to not only the life of Cheddarman, but also the diversity of later waves of migrants. You see, British people today, on average, carry around 10% Mesolithic DNA, derived from the time of Cheddarman. 
The remaining 90% come from later waves of migrants during and after the Neolithic period. The Guardian explains the period of change well. The continent was awash with mig migrations, the standard agent for bringing about cultural change. Our predecessors moved around a lot more and were able to move at far greater distances than we had given them credit for until now. It is only when farming arrived that we became sedentary, and when that happened, we also got the concept of land ownership, and with that, the idea of defense, and in its wake, some conflicts, said Bates. It took generations to occur, and it happened in many other parts of the world. Nevertheless, it was the biggest social change that affected our species. The story of Cheddarman gives us a feeling for the profundity of that change. And it gives me a glimpse beyond the branches of my family tree into a time period I can point to and say, that's the spot. Many of my ancestors thrived for a few thousand years in the mother of all trees, linking me directly to the grandest narrative of all, the story of humans on this planet. Thank you for visiting the Maple Family Treehouse. If you want to view the show notes and sources for this episode, please go to maplefamilytreehouse.com. You can also follow the Maple Family Treehouse on Facebook and Instagram. Cheers.